Season two. Season two. Season motherfucking two. We're here. Wow, we made it. It that that hiatus we, seemed so long. Wow. Did you guys miss us? We missed you. We missed all how many of you? All your faces that we can't see. Yes, we missed you. And um, we also did put out a couple of episodes while hiatus happened. So we were still kind of working, but also like, nah. (laughs) But we're back. It's kind of like, you know, working from home on a Friday. It's like you're working, but you're not really working. But yeah, don't tell my boss that. But, you know, that's kind of what it's like. There was still output is the important part. Yeah. The, you, you know, we engaged on social media. There was stuff that was happening, but we're really back to be giving you guys weekly content starting today. Yes. I know you're excited that it's today and it's today. And it's, it's actually a special day for us, sort of. So it's Emancipence Week in Jamaica. Like, you know, the first was Emancipation Day. The sixth, which is tomorrow, is Independence Day. It's when Jamaica got their independence from England. So, you know, Freedom. it's a bit of a celebration period even though you can't really tell you know i mean it's a holiday too yeah and it's a holiday even though we're strapped in the house we're still you know celebrating at home i'm not sure if we're going to do a happy hour thing tomorrow or not but we're here yeah, i'll be drinking that's that's, uh, that's i know i'll be drinking in what form is a question but you know <laughs> true 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 and you know what i just want to keep the celebration news going so we announced to you guys uh, you know, at the beginning of July that we have a sponsor, which is Alt Playground. And they also have some super exciting news that's popping up now around this time. Yeah. They have merged some other sites into Alt Playground, which is great. I mean, I love that we're expanding and getting bigger and better. So, like, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. I'm happy. You're happy? Oh, so happy. So we're getting bigger and better. Alt Playground is getting bigger and better. They're just expanding, trying to make a bigger, better fun place for everybody to come join. So I believe they... Yeah. What is it? Let's say they merged with Sexy Mofo Sexy earlier Mofo. this year. Mm-hmm. And now, drum roll, only without the drums, because that's just extra noise. <laughs> they're welcoming Swinger Social into the Alt Playground family. So, yay! Fan fear! Jazz hands! I know if you're a member of Swinger Social already, don't worry, you're going to be getting a trial membership to at least see if Alt Playground is, you know, what you want to be a part of. And I'm pretty sure once you get that child membership, you're going to want to stay because Alt Playground is oh, all the people yeah. you want. Trust us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Alt Playground is making huge moves to best serve the lifestyle community, you know, the community that we're a part of. And we really hope that you guys will join the movement too. So if you are a member of Sexy Mofo and Swinger Social, and actually, even if you're not, like just hop on over to altplayground.net. Join us. Join us. We're the cool kids. We're at altplayground.net, and we're amazing. We want you to be amazing, too. Yeah, so join one big, happy, sexy family. Yes, and uh, you, you click the link in our show notes to get there. Yeah, you can get there. Just click it. Click it. Click it. Sorry. That was a bit. She's so excited. Aggressive. I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I'm sorry. I'll tone it down. I'll tone it down. You know what? Let's just let's dive into the episode. All right. Let's go into the episode. Yeah. This episode is a special episode for us. We're starting off and, with a bang. Um, we're starting off with a bang. It's a very serious topic, super serious, mega serious. And it's going to be about mixed orientation relationships. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. You're probably wondering, what the fuck is a mixed orientation relationship? Well, I'm here to tell you. It's when, in this instance, we're discussing when one partner is polyamorous or 
you know, ethically non-monogamous. And the other partner is monogamous monogamous. Ooh, like, how will they make ooh. it work? Is that even possible? What are you going to find out? <laughs> You're definitely going to find out. And I want to tell you guys the reason why I forced Sham to do this episode. Because really, <laughs> let's, let's... It's such a strong word. Just, yes. you know, strongly suggested. And I... Yeah. Complied. Because I totally had a choice in the matter. Definitely. Did not... Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. But yes. So why did, you, <laughs> why did you not force, but, you know, just nicely ask me? Yeah. So I was reading a romance novel, as I am wont to do. If you guys know me by now, you should know I was definitely reading a romance novel. And good. I have read <laughs> this books in the series before. It's so the, the premise of the series is that there's this author authoritarian like space regime and they're rebels who've escaped this you know evil dictatorship regime whatever and they've crashed on a, on a planet with some aliens Yo. right because of course whatever anyway so the planet that they crashed land on the like the atmosphere whatever oozes this aphrodisiac so like if you don't orgasm like you're gonna die sounds like a fun because i guess your body is exactly like your body's be overloaded or whatever but there's already like a set of people who live on there. I, I don't know how to pronounce that name of people. I'm going to call them the Felamana. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but that's where they're at. Hello, so they hello. live on this planet. Right. So it's a lot of smut. And the Felamana, because they live in this place year round, you know, it's like a vacation spot for them. They fuck all the time. Like it's a polyamorous society. There's no walls in the houses, I think, except for in the bathroom. Like it's everything just made of glass. It's just like it's glass walls from the outside in. So you're just watching people fuck all the time. They have sex games, like a sex game competition. So it's like it is just but with sex. But with sex. There's a lot of stuff going on in the society, right? So I I give you this backstory on the series, and it's polyamorous. The site is polyamorous, you can tell. So there are humans, you know, because the space regime is with humans. The the people who live on the planet are the aliens, quote unquote. Uh So in this book, the sex doctor, Neva, she's like a representative of the goddess. And she uses sex and her orgasms to heal people from their emotional wounds, et cetera, right? Much like in real so, life. So this is like book three in the series. And book two, her cousin was the sex doctor before, this dude. And he ran off with a human to be monogamous with her. So that's like totally fucked the society on its head. They're like, shit. People are just going to start running off and try to be monogamous now. We can't allow that. How could they? But she is very much like, oh, I love my polyamorous lifestyle. I'm never going to like... I'm never going to give that up. But anyway, the leaders of society are like, yeah, just to make sure you don't, you can't fuck any humans. That's like not a thing that you could do. Don't do that. That's bad. Um, so we say fine. But of course, there's a human that's super interesting to her. Like he is like hot for her. Did I mention his aliens are blue? Oh, okay. That's relevant. And they change color depending on their mood. Okay. Mood anyway. aliens. All right. <laughs> yeah. Mood aliens with who have polyamorous sex. So there's a human dude. She's super into him. He's like all fucked up. So she's like, okay, I'm attracted to you, but let me heal you. Anyway, so we go through this whole thing. She heals the dude. Her powers somehow magically advance due to their love. And she no longer needs to fuck people to heal them. She can just shine her light or something. Like you don't hide your light under a bushel. She just shines her light Ooh, on people. And she doesn't have to fuck them anymore. She decides she wants to be monogamous with this dude. So... Remember, I just told you, she loves her polyamorous lifestyle. But at the end of the book, which is only like 
less than a week after meeting this motherfucker. She wants to be monogamous with him and only him. He's like, well, I understand if you have to fuck other people, you know, like I won't like it, but you can do whatever you have to do for your job. I guess, you know, kind of being like pro sex worker in a way. And she was like, no, I only want to be with you. I only want to fuck who you want to fuck. And he's like, well, I only want to fuck you. And she's like, that's fine for me. And then this is their happily ever after forever, right? Did I mention dude was a virgin before? Yeah, he was also a virgin. There's so much going on. We have to throw that in there. But yeah, so my issue is at the beginning of the book, she literally talked about how much she loved being polyamorous and could never be monogamous. Like the exact quote is, can you imagine having sex with only one person, the same person for the rest of your life? I love my polyamorous life. I could never give it up. Not for all the stars in the universe. I remember this book now. Jen was so mad when she read this. Yes. Book. It's all going back. I was real mad. What, I was uh, real mad. I, I understand. I get it. Like, a quote that strong and which, well, she seemingly feels so strongly about her non monogamous life. And then, in the span of a week, just throws it all away just for some, some earth dick, from what I gather. Right? For some earth dick or wherever the humans live at this time, just for some dick. And I listen, I believe in the power of true love. I love romance novels. I believe in all of that shit. However, you mean to tell me that you went from feeling so strongly about never being monogamous to at the end of it just kind of being like, shrug, I, I only want to be with you. And I'm not saying that mixed orientation relationships cannot work. I'm saying that the way in which the author did this book really pissed me off. <laughs> so are you going to do what you always do, which is write a fanfic? Um, I'm not going to write a fanfic. I am boycotting in protest. I'm not really boycotting. I just mm-hmm. I don't have the energy to write a fanfic about this. Know, already read the book. <laughs> Shh! Don't don't be like that. Don't alt me like that. But yes, so that is what spawned this conversation. So after you know some time, I read this book like almost two months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was heated. I'm I'm still kind of mad. You can tell by the passion, <laughs> but I think we should. You know, it just brought it back. And I just, this is what really created this thought in my mind for the episode. So without further ado, I'm Jen. Oh, I'm Sham. And, and we're monogamous. We're monogamous. Nice. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? If we got it right, yeah, us, if we didn't, it's our first time back, you know. We gotta work out the kids. We'll get it back eventually. So, to this aim of what I previously discussed in our extra long intro episode, well, intro long intro thing i don't know i don't know where it's right now Episode intro. um yes that see Sham is so smart jeez I'm just here to help. i went out and i harassed people on social media and people that i knew in person to ask them if they had ever been in a mixed orientation relationship after explaining what it was of course i posted it on twitter on instagram um in a poly group chat that i am in and um facebook groups like i, I went everywhere and not a lot of people reached out which is, I thought was really odd, right? Yeah. I was like, maybe I'm phrasing this wrong, whatever. But anyway, I got four people to answer me. Three of them agreed to be recorded. One of them just kind of like, Nabi, I ain't going to do that. 
So that's like a level of anonymity there. I guess I'm going to work with it. Got to keep it on balance. Yeah, got to keep it on whatever it's at. So the three people, of course, the, you know, links to these people, well, the ones who want to be public anyway, will be in the, the show notes and you guys can connect with them and talk with them more about whatever you want to talk about. But uh, I just thought it was interesting conversations that were had. And I kind of wanted to share clips from those conversations with you guys. You might know this about me, but I can talk forever. So yes, you can. (laughs) You're only getting like a teensy tiny clip from each of them. And uh, that'll kind of spur the conversation along for this episode, sort of. Yeah. So I want to start with one of the first interviews I did, which was with St. Lala. Um, her clip is like about what, like five or six minutes long, but it's about a particular story. Uh, she tried to date a guy who was monogamous about a year ago mm-hmm. and uh, did not really work out. They kind of nerfed out when shit got too real. Yeah. So here is her story. And then Shav and I will be back with our thoughts. So here you go. So the partner that I had a year ago, Mm -hmm. um, the entire time, what I was saying is I'm very transparent. I'm an open communicator. I'll tell you anything you want to know as long as it doesn't cross somebody's personal boundary and privacy. Mm -hmm. Um, So that means I might talk about what my sexual experience has been like, what, um, you know, something nice they did for me, something we're about to go do together, something they did that pissed me off. It could be anything. Yeah. you know get too much into in-depth conversations about personal or private matters that are specific to the relationship but I'm not one to hold back I always ask how much do you want to know and I respect people's boundaries there yeah um you know I try to communicate as much as I can and so um with this person because he was um monogamous I knew that polyamory was a foreign concept to him but he knew going into it that I was non-monogamous and that um like in my profiles on tinder in all my dating I always highlight that very prominently so that we can get through the guts of the discussion and you know cut the bullshit that's just yeah (laughs) and you you know you know what you're getting into so I wanted, I always try to make sure that happens, uh, particularly when someone is monogamous. And what he said to me was, you know, I've never done this, but at the same time, I have cheated in the past and I know what that's like. And it would be nice to experience, you know, being open and honest or what, what have you. So basically... Mm-hmm. We proceeded in getting to know each other, the normal course of courting and all of that stuff. And throughout the process, I would check in with him. Hey, how are you feeling about things? I know this is all new. Are you comfortable hearing about my other partner at the time? Um, are you, you know, how is everything feeling for you? Are you, are you managing? Mm-hmm. And he would say, you know, I'm still getting used to it, but it's fine. Um, some certain things, you know, I'm still learning that it's it feels weird to be able to just talk about, but um, I appreciate that we can. So, you know, we're checking in, we're good. Month one goes by, we're getting closer. Um, 
to the point that we're spending regular amounts of time together, overnights, those types of things. And um, I even invited him to a brunch that I hosted, and it just so happened that everybody who came was Polly. Um, oh, wow. And my partner was there with one of, with two of his partners. Um, and then um, the rest were just friends, and we were all just having general conversations that, you know, somebody would be like, well, my husband, blah, 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 and my boyfriend, you know, whatever. So, like, he was there. He was got to see real, it in real life, real action, and, like, experience it. And so after that, I went back and I debriefed again. Hey, how are you feeling? I know this is all new. Was that too much for you? I because it actually turned out to be more people than I was expecting. So I was like, I you know I thought it was going to be smaller, and I hope that didn't overwhelm you. And he was like, No, it was actually really cool, and I had a great time, and you know all these things. So again, we're progressing. Month two, we moved into further things. I met his mom and my dad. Um, you know, we are talking about, like, things we're going to do in the future. Um, he even, like, made jokes about my other partner and him having to do, like, team up together to, um, my landlord is a professional boxer, so he, they were like, if you got an issue with him, that's, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he making jokes, all of that. And then towards the end of June, I say, we met at the end, the very end of March. Towards the end of June, I noticed that conversation was starting to get a little speckly, and I was like, hmm, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's just life happening. You know, he had stuff with his kids who live in a state, all these mm-hmm. things that, you know, life is just happening. Um, so, you know, again, check in. Is everything okay? I know, you know, we're getting closer. Uh, feelings are growing and all of that. How are you feeling? And he said he was fine. Um, mm. Literally a month later, I'm on vacation with my other partner, and I get a text message from him saying he can't handle it, and he um, it's different now that his feelings are involved, and once love is being considered, and all these things. And I'm like, but I've been asking. Uh-huh entirety of the way yeah okay and you said yes so what that told me was that for the most part he probably was okay but somebody was in his ear like why are you Mm -hmm. and he couldn't answer the why which for him naturally so it had only been three months of him trying to navigate it so you don't have a fully formed why but it was for us he even and I imagine it was this person started to see someone else um, that was from his past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in being transparent with her, she was like, it's either me or that. Situation. Oh. I don't know that as fact, but if I had to speculate, I would yeah. venture to guess that's what happened. Um, and to this day, I've not gotten any more conversation beyond that about it. Um, and it was really disappointing for me just because I felt like I had done all the things to like help him acclimate and he was saying he was okay and all of that. And then it all just came to a screeching halt once he reached a point where he was like, oh, this is real, real. Cool. Are you ready for the thoughts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so... 
jam. Wow, what a lovely clip. I, <laughs> I feel like when I yeah, I mean, show, like, hey, yeah, you enjoy that clip. All right, now we're back. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Lala's voice is amazing. Like, so let's just put that. It's like very smooth and like kind of, you know, like I, lo I love, I love her voice. Mm. So that's one thing. Two, that dude is like a fucking dick. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about it. Yeah, that that, that was far from a happy ending. Um, hmm. well, you you start. I'm not sure where to start. Yeah, I mean, I so I kind of expected, like I said, I kind of expected most of the the stories to be like that. She had a couple of the stories that she shared with us that we will, you know, probably share at a later time. But uh, for this particular one, it was kind of like, she did everything right. She checked with this guy like every step of the way yeah. to make sure that he was okay. And she invited him along his stuff and he said that everything was fine. And then when it came down to it, it just kind of did not work. And it can be devastating, you know, especially not to get closure at the end of all of that. Yeah, very sad. Especially since, as you said, she fought, she followed all the rules, everything. Like, I'm just thinking back to our rules episode, and it's like, yeah, she she followed the book exactly. Like, you communicate, you tell them every step of the way, you ensure they understand the situation. And even then, yeah, I didn't, didn't. I mean, yeah, I feel like there was no hope with him, that guy in particular, for this kind of relationship. Because from the very beginning, yeah. what was it he said he... He, yeah, he was he was he was cheated before, but he was trying to like you know do, he wanted the open, honest communication, whatever. So I mean, I think at the end of the day, he still kind of thought that um, he was just going to be. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he thought. Maybe yeah. like I said, feelings just got too real, and he realized that I really can't bear to share intimacy. Yeah, but it seemed like with you. Yeah, but from what I gather, from what I think you said it or she said that it. It possibly came from an outside influence, maybe kind of yeah. guided that thing. And I yeah. don't want to, you know, throw this on these kind of relationships. But I feel like when you're in a mixed situation like this, you're more likely to end up like have more like outside people trying to influence how you live. So, so like say you know you're in a regular non-monogamous relationship you're probably already like pretty strong in your beliefs and so on. But in this case, this guy was just like kind of thrust into it. And so because of that, he's going to have people who are also, who are monogamous like him, but not, you know, like they're just working with what they know of relationships or their ideas of relationships. So when he comes and brings up what he's in right now, they're going to kind of be the usual, like, no, you can't do that. That's not right. How are you going to do that with a relationship type, you know, ad advice. Yeah, it's a, it's that double standard that we've talked about before, where it's okay to cheat, but it's not okay to be consensually non-monogamous with someone. Yeah. And I said, even even though you know he was also like maybe dating other people, like he was only serious with her. Yeah. So it's kind of like I think at the end of the day, he still kind of wanted to just be with one person, yeah. and I, he maybe he felt like because she was doing all this shit, he had to do shit too. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All I can say is that um, yeah, I'm sad it didn't work out. I said I expected like a most of the stories to be some variation of this, to be honest. Yeah. But there is a part of the clip I did not include, because like I said, it was like, we recorded for like a long time. But Lala and I had a conversation about hall passes, right? So how I have seen a lot of this mixed orientation relationship pop up on social media, with a, not people who I spoke to, but generally is that, you know, where the woman is bisexual, and she wants to go out there and fuck other women, and the dude is monogamous and just lets her do that. Yeah, I can, I can relate. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that hall, that hall pass in there. I thought that was very relevant to us and like, especially like your journey from, you know, monogamy into a more polyamorous situation. Yeah. Even though, oh, I don't think we ever had like a proper hall pass situation because there was never a case where I'd be like, okay, fine, you can go. I was more like, no, go, go, woman, get. You have as much sex with women as you want. So I don't know if the, the hall, because hall pass seems more like to me, like, all right, you know, you're allowed, you like, she wants to go and you're maybe not into it, but you know, you're okay with it because she wants to and you're saying, all right, this weekend you can go or you're allowed to go. Uh, Whereas, you know, I I was more an an encourager of it. So, I mean, similar, but not (laughs) something. You were a set on. You were a set on. That's what you were. I I mean, hey, encourager. I'm going to stick to that word. Don't like these other terms being used against my good name. (laughs) Sure, sure. Encourager. Alrighty. So, that was a clip of St. Lala. The next clip I had was with a couple. And spoiler alert, they're not black. (laughs) Gasp. I know. I, I talked all this huge... Listen, I had to go with work, get the content. <laughs> yeah. Okay, And they were actually really nice. So it wasn't like they were weird or anything. They were really, really nice people. Um, so it's a married couple. They've been practicing non-monogamy for about a year and a half. And she actually works for a dating app that caters to non-monog and LGBTQ plus people. Wow. And so she goes out there in the world, she does her thing, and he's like a happy supporter. And Funny thing, she got the job with the app because they were a user of the app (laughs) when they started exploring non-monogamy. And then just so happened a job opened up and she lived nearby and then there you go. She's working there. She's doing her thing. Um, So they've they've done, you know, some non-monogamous things that are more sex related. Um, And, you know, she has dated more independently. But he isn't really doing any of that, even though he's open to it. So it's not like he's monogamous per se. I call that like more monogamous ishy. Yeah, from what I you get, know, it just means like thing. it seems to be more just ingrained in his personality. Yeah, he's only really date or pursue one person. So yeah, he's he has like a version of like non-monogamy that's very much either going to be based, like I believe, on sex or on like that intimate sort of connection where it's more of like a friendship building into more of a friends with benefits thing. Yeah. So I just going to, we're just going to play the clip here. Um, it starts where I asked him what it was like for him, you know, with, you know, my, his wife being out there more through her work, et cetera, and him not being that not as advanced, but as present in this community. And uh, well, here's his response and where the conversation went from there. I mean, there's so it's 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 been stages so far. Like we, we first talked about, we, the, the ideal situation was that we we're all going to kind of do it together. You know what I mean? But then it, as time elapses, it's just not realistic in all situations to have that. And I, I, and it's important that she kind of has her own freedom to do that kind of thing. Um, you know, the way I'm wired, though, like I I don't I, I definitely am curious about different aspects of the lifestyle. And like you just said, if we had more, if I had more opportunities to maybe go to conventions or even if things were normal right now, right now with this pandemic, you just can't go to these support groups or these events and meet people. You know, I I don't really like the idea of like going online and talking to people. That's not my thing. It's just, it's just weird to me. You know, I don't enjoy that. So 
that's why one of the reasons why I'm a little like a party on it. Um, but also too, I, the way I'm wired, I, I do have a little bit of a whole body type. I kind of like to just maybe sit back and watch a baseball game or maybe drink a beer on my porch. So, I mean, I don't feel like when she goes out and does these things, that I'm necessarily missing out um, because of the way that I am wired. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that we find like when we communicate about just our personality types, um, that non-monogamy is really halt because I'm really the extroverted person who really wants to be out all the time. And like, he's happy to come out once in a while and have a good time, but it's not his go-to. Like he said, like he's happy to stay home and kind of have, have a quiet night. So being able to give each other the freedom, whereas like it used to be a tension between us of like, I don't want to be at home. And like, he doesn't want to go out. And it's like, it's this tension. Whereas like now we have the freedom and I actually am just, starting to start dating again in in real life with like very you know a lot of a lot of safeguards around it but even like last week I had a date and he was like no I really want you to go because you're going to feel good after it like you come home you're going to have good energy you're going to go into the weekend like feeling renewed and you know um and just so like kind of getting to that point where really like, where you really understand and respect each other's differences and that's okay that our you know at the end of the day that like I just love to be out of the house and and it feels good that he wants that for me too and I think more importantly too like I like I don't I think I could be wrong because I'm kind of we're all new we're new to this so to speak we've evolved even this short period of time but like I don't want to feel like it's a competition where like, well, she goes out with a well, I have to find somebody to do it. Like, cause then that can be resentful. And I think couples do do that. I think that could be a thing where it's like, Oh, now it's my turn. Now it's, and you've, you've done this many times. Now I have to go out and do mine. No, I, I don't give a shit like that. I don't care. Like what, what, let things evolve as they, as they may, you know what I mean? And if I'm a little late to the party on certain things, so be it, you know, that's how, that's kind of how it works for us though, which, which is good. And I've noticed that, through this, through this, these experiences, like she has been so much happier and I sense that makes me feel happier too. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where, 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 where yeah. And like, at, I really. think we've talked about like being open to the idea of like, if he, if he found somebody who was clicking with or was interested yeah. in exploring with more, I think too, like, we would definitely be open. And I would be, I would definitely be going through the same things that he went through in the beginning and learning how to go through those emotions and, and think, we're open to it, but you know, we're just kind of, he's definitely had, I've been like on the apps and like, let's do this. And like, he's just kind of letting it evolve. And, and that's been, and yeah, yeah that's, if that pace is happy for him, I'm happy to kind of, but there are times I'm like, come on, isn't she cute? Like, <laughs> you're like wingman the situation. You're like, hey, exactly. Listen, yes. She's real oh, hey. Don't you, don't you want to go to <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm like telling girls, I know a guy. <laughs> you know, also the thing too, I think the, I, just for me, like being able to like have the concept of being like knowing that the opportunity could be there is weird. It's, it's a nice feeling too, just because it's like, I think we were both felt trapped before we started doing this and I was more accepting of it because in my, in my mind, you know, I was raised very traditionally and, you know, two great parents, very uh, morally based, so to speak. Yeah. And, Christian, like, I, you know, Catholic was, Christian values. Yeah. And, you know, and my parents, to my, to my knowledge and the, they were still married. They're happy, but obviously like, you know, part of that was, was boredom. And, you know, I think like, kind of going against the grain a little bit 
has kind of made it a little more, it, our marriage more meaningful and exciting, you know? And yeah, I, 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 I understand that like, you know, marriage can be like a trapping thing. And, and I think having that idea of having that freedom to maybe one day be able to do it kind of gives me a little bit of comfort too. You know what I mean? So that was the clip. Um, you, we talked about a lot of different things in the clip, as you can tell. Yeah. But uh, I just thought it was it was interesting. Like I said, he was just very much like, yeah, I'm a homebody. Like my dream person is like someone who wants to be inside like me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of all the clips, I mean, I mean, we've only heard two so far, but I kind of identify or understand this one more. Whereas, so I'm in a similar situation in my own relationship, but not as, I guess, straightforward as this one where it's like, you know, He's, he's living a monogamous life and she's just out there. In my case, it's similar where I like, I like more like to go out and interact with people, whereas the wife kind of likes to stay home and, you know, either talk to the same people or not no one at all. So this one, I can kind of feel, you know, I can kind of feel where they're coming from. Like, oh yeah, this is kind of, this kind of like my life in a way. But I definitely feel like this is more of a, a better, mm-hmm. uh, example or a better version of this kind of interrelationship thing mixing well because it just matches the yeah. personalities it's like he he just literally doesn't want to date anybody else and he's just fine sitting at home and on a friday night watching sports i think he said yeah he's like just sports and beer that's really where he's at and you know it's okay i mean and and deeper in the conversation i asked them more about their stuff and they were like listen opening up has made their communication better it's made their sex life better it's made their relationship much better in being open about this and you know her being able to go out and do her thing and him just being like a supportive loving partner for her through this experience and um yeah she even talks about i don't think it was in this clip but she talks about you know being able to explore her sexuality as well Mm -hmm. in this time period with the loving support of her husband which i thought was super amazing and at the end, and, you know, I didn't include it here because then it would have just been the entire interview and then you guys would have been stuck with a three hour long episode. But I asked them what they were looking for. And, you know, for him, he was kind of he's looking for more friends with benefits connections as opposed to like a full romantic entanglement, <laughs> so to speak. Like they were looking more for community of people that they could, you know, share experiences with. And be friends with them. Yeah, occasionally get a little sexy and it not be weird. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a gem. I want that too. I mean, but also I want the, the polyamory side of it, but yes. I just want to point out, just like I said before, he's also an encourager, see? So, you know, we're out here. We exist. That's another, you know, <laughs> relationship. Type Supportive husbands unite. Yeah. But like from afar. <laughs> <laughs> but like from afar, Yeah. And so this last like official clip was with uh, Megan from the Wonder Thoughts with Megan podcast. Um, so Megan and I have a very similar sort of like vibe. So it was like an easy flowing, long conversation. And I was able to clip, I mean, I could clip like a million different clips from this thing. So <laughs> I'm just going to go with the basics. Um, so Megan was a monogamous woman dating a dude who also happened to be dating another woman and somehow she just kind of fell into a triad stumbled into <laughs> so, it somehow like how did i get here uh, yeah a, a cishet woman stumbled into a triad <laughs> with 
uh, a dude and another girl. So, I mean, I thought the story was really interesting. Of course, we will share the clip on that. And then after that, I will kind of do like a double feature thing and share a bit more about their communication styles that relates to like resolving. Because, I mean, we haven't really talked to many tribes on the show, right? Mm, so there is an inherent sort of like, not like inherent, but like there's a couple's privilege that can present itself like in a lot of these relationships when you're interacting with outside people. Yeah. And I feel as if it was kind of relevant in this conversation how it came up because they talked about like conflict resolution and like problem solving. Right. And you know, when you're in a triad, it's not just the three of you in a relationship. It's the three of you. Yes. But then each person has an individual relationship with someone else in the triad. Yes. And that definitely affects like how you move forward and how things grow and change. And yeah, I mean, I, I said, Megan just went from dating a dude and considering herself straight and monogamous into a triad. <laughs> so yeah, there are those clips. They're happening now. So I knew off her that he was also seeing her. So I'm just like, okay, that's fine. We were just in the beginning stages of it. So it didn't rock me. You know, I'm just like, all right, do your thing. Doesn't stress me out. I don't feel any way about it. It is what it is. So it wasn't until um I kept, you know, like hearing her name come up and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I'm just like trying to figure out, okay, is there more? What's going on? So I'm like, all right, I want to go to dinner. So I knew. So for the, every time I would come over to the house, I think you guys have heard this in my podcast. Every time I would come over to the house, I'm just like, ah, oh, I really don't want to see her. <laughs> but it's not like I hate it or anything. I just, for me personally, I don't like talking, talking like to people, you know, like if I'm just meeting you and I'm just like, oh. I don't know. Do I really have to have like a whole conversation with you if I don't really know you? Mm-hmm. So I had to really think about it. Like, can I do it? So I was like, ah. he's like, no, come say hi. And I'm like, no, let's go to dinner. So the next time when we went to dinner, she was the one that says, no, I want to be here because look at like she's running. And I'm <laughs> Why are you running? Why are you running? <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, I, I am fine. So open the door. I'm like, oh, OK. Hi. And there was no animosity. There was no, like, you know, like, feeling each other, like, looking at each other. I'm like, yeah, you know, kind of thing. It was just, all right, see who each other is. Who are you in his life? And I'm just thinking the same, like, who are you in his life? That type of situation. So, you know, after we had our dinner and that whole debacle that night, if anybody has ever read the <laughs> the stories on my Instagram page, <laughs> that was kind of like, okay, um, let's just get the sex part out of the way and see if like I could really enjoy her company and um his company together. So I felt like one morning I was there, I was having breakfast. Well, one morning I woke up and I went downstairs and breakfast was already made for me. Yeah. So she made the breakfast and she had went straight to work. So I was like, wait, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right, there's, romantic. <laughs> I'm like, hey, there's, there's really no hate here. There's just literally, all right, I'm gonna make your breakfast. His breakfast is already laid out as well. And we sat, we ate and I'm like, okay. And then he, she texted him and she's like, okay, how is she doing? Is she okay? You know, like blah, blah, blah. Is she uncomfortable? That was basically how it was going. And he was relaying all of this to me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm comfortable. I enjoy that 
my space is being considered, especially just meeting her. And the fact that she took the time to like want to care enough to see how I'm feeling, like what else can be done to make sure that I'm comfortable. So those are things that I was looking at, not knowing that I would want the polyam relationship. Know that, okay, this could actually work. So yeah, when we first um, decided to like talk about it, like we all just, you know, um, kind of sat down and just like, all right, what are the issues or what what are the basically a blueprint or a footprint, you know, should we go by? And that's basically how we've been doing it. Like, do you want this to happen this way? What have you guys been doing separately from me? You know, um, what are the boundaries that you guys don't cross for each other so that I know that don't cross these boundaries? So these are things that we make sure we do, especially arguments. If him and Yuri's arguing, I don't go in it. Not unless it's some foul play where there is just some words that were used unnecessarily. That's the only ones I like, hold on guys, y'all can talk about whatever you're talking about, but now I just felt like you're going too far. But as far as like any arguments, those are things that we've discussed. Like we don't jump in it. Me and you could be arguing, you just sit there and watch it go down. <laughs> because at the end of the day, we don't want, I don't want to feel like you're picking on his side, you know, or her side. And then now I'm felt like, oh, so this is how it is. So that you guys are a team. That's just something we don't do. So there, there's nothing wrong for us, where we can go before the argument or even after the argument and say, hey, how did we handle this? You know, and I can say, well, <laughs> you know, this yeah. is what happens. <laughs> and I'm just saying, but yeah, and those are what I would do. But during an argument, they need to figure out the best way for them to communicate. And that's just how they've been doing it. So I just feel like we don't do things one-sided or two against one. It's just always you know, you guys do your thing and you can always come to me or you can always go to whomever and say, this is how we're feeling and blah, blah, blah. So we just figured that's the best way for us. I don't think we need, there's any resentment per se. That's something that we don't do if I have a problem. Me and Yuri, we usually do it over text message, even if you're in the same house. It just works better for us because Yuri has like a temperament so I'm just like, all right, it's just best for us to just do it over text messaging. If it's something that you really need to say, then we can just talk it out. For him, it's face to face and it's just done with, you know. So I just feel like we've all been able to like make sure the communication between us is on par over anything else. Yep, that's very good. Very admirable. Look at y'all <laughs> working together as a unit. Okay, here I am back again. You heard Megan's lovely voice. Really, everyone has great voices. Yeah, you know. Like it's to make up for my voice not being there when you're talking to them. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's really what it was. Yeah, see, most of these people, these people could just record during the day when Sham has to like still work to support us. Yeah, the nine to five. You know, our family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> bringing home the bread, exactly. The bacon. Yeah, I hope you brought home real bacon because it is being. Oh, sorry. What anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I. Just, you can tell we have like a pretty easy like rapport conversation wise and I thought that it was interesting that you can talk about avoiding couples privilege in a way where it's like no two on one and fives like no two picking another person and like navigating boundary issues and you know yeah, okay. just doing the work yeah I can definitely identify with the, uh, the couples privilege thing at least because I've been in that situation where you know me and the wife were the couple and then you know there's a third person there and it's hard not to just section yourselves off from the other person because that's just what you're used to. So I can see how you have to kind of 
like ensure, like strive to not <laughs> use that privilege up too much. So I definitely understand that bit at least. Yeah. And you know, I we shared this um, thing on our Instagram uh, last week, link about that, about how couples have this like more, uh, not like need, but like they need to be more considerate of the single partner. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they have each other. Yeah. And single partner is constantly frozen out and left out there in the cold. So uh, Gabrielle Smith, good article. I'll share the link for that in the show notes. But yeah, we I posted a, a thing from that with a thing. And we talked about that. Yep, yep, yep. Conversations were had. Look at me, forgetting words again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's put them together. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And you know, another thing that we kind of touched on with Megan was that, you know, I said this is her first try. It's her first non-monogamous relationship period and so i asked her if she'd be willing to do it again and she was kind of like well yeah why not so i mean because she doesn't she does not identify as polyamorous exactly right mm-hmm. so this is still like a new situation for her but she would be open to if the situation were to fail god forbid knock on wood heard that or not wow. um <laughs> but yeah yeah, if the situation were to fall apart, oh, okay. yeah, that she would be willing to enter into another polyamorous relationship again. So I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Not. So at least she wasn't yeah. burned by the situation. Yeah, no, she's she's not been burned by. It. Well, they're still together, <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. she's definitely not burned by it. But yeah, so it's it's cool. And so our final one, which is person talked to us who declined to be recorded i was like really my dude like you have the perfect story for this shit this is what i wanted he was like yeah nah. yeah so i know right so we're just gonna refer to him as b b and i had a conversation we met through like a connection of polyam people who are black and when i put the call out there like you know he didn't even respond to it it was only like through a casual conversation where I was like, motherfucker, you sat here and let me interview three different sets of fucking people instead of telling me that you were in a mixed orientation relationship. It's clear that B doesn't want to share in general. <laughs> he just shady. I told him he was a shady motherfucker. Okay, shady. Let's pull it out of him. <laughs> but yes, so he is polyamorous and his wife is monogamous. And like I said, it was very different because, like I mentioned, there's like a more hall pass sort of thing where the wife is usually like a bisexual woman, gets to go out there and do her thing, and the husband stays at home being not, you know, non-monogamous. So in this instance, it was very interesting to hear from a perspective where the man was openly polyamorous and not cheating, and the wife was still monogamous. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm not sure I've ever heard that particular makeup or relationship before. Exactly, right? So a bit of background, like I said, because I talked to him. I wrote some notes, so like, should not follow along? But I talked to him. Um, so he had like maybe some non-monogamous leanings when he was younger, got married, been monogamous with his wife for like years, but is now exploring polyamory. Um, and this is going to be like a V situation. No sister, not not like sister wives on TV, where, you know, you're going to be moving some chicken to the house or nothing, not a triad, not any kind of triangle. It's very much a straight V situation. He is the apex, and whoever he dates off will be on the other side. And he doesn't seem to want too many additional partners on the outside of that. So it's not as if he's just out here 
trying to go through so a lot of stuff. So not out sowing wild oats. He's just no occasional. Not sowing the wild oats. Not sowing the wild oats. And um, yeah, so I guess they started having lots of conversations about stuff before anything even happened. So I guess the cat was like, you. yeah, conversation's important. Hey, I am feeling a little non-monogamous. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Obviously did not go well at first, well, I guess. It, I mean, it, it, it won't always go well. Mm-hmm. We, should, we should probably tell people that, like, you know, yeah. these conversations don't always go perfectly, but, you know, it's, just, it's still good to have them. Yeah, so I cycled through all the issues surrounding that. And then I think eventually you do get to a point where it's like, okay, enough talking. We have to do this now. We have to try it now. So you can see if it's something you can handle. So he says it started more of like an open relationship thing. Tried that, and but then realized that what was really missing. Because I guess open relationship was more of like a dates and possibly sex scenario. I didn't ask for clarity on that because people have different definitions of what, and I forgot to ask that. <laughs> um, okay. But it was through that that he realized that it was more of a polyamorous connection, that he wanted that connection. It was not just about sex. So okay. once you come to that realization, guess what needs to happen next? Um, you need to find more, someone. More conversation. Whoa, 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 what do yeah, you mean? Big, uh, I'm off my game, okay? It's been... <laughs> It's, it's like, been a while. It's like the that's first true. Class after summer, after summer, summer break. Oh yeah, that's like, true. Yo, we all one, one again. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, so more conversation, oh, um, just kind of you know evolving how the relationship, how the sharing went of things, and then he says, yeah, it's currently working out. And of course, we're still fairly new at this. It's not been happening for like thirty years or anything. It's only been happening for like say, yeah over a year just about i think oh but um yeah still fairly new to it so there's kinks in the plan and whatnot but oh there's kinks you know there's there (laughs) yes there are kinks i'm sure but yeah it's interesting just like it was interesting having that conversation with someone who was actively working on it and not like already established Mm -hmm. if that makes sense then having it be that flip where it's like the dude who was poly and not just cheating that was nice um so I asked him when I have Polly, you know, he considers himself, which you guys know I ask all the guests. Of course. Uh, he said it was more of like a solo Polly situation. But, you know, of course, he is married. So it's more hierarchical than, you know, yeah, in a way. It's probably going to end that way. Yeah. And of course, I mean, that's something that we talk about again. That's a couple's privilege, of course, one. And then two, when you live with someone, there's that also inherent, like, you know, nesting partner thing so uh, what if, if he and his wife live separately would it still be hierarchical i don't know some people do live separately guys i'm not crazy <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like there's still that portion of it yeah. to work through mm. um so yeah it also depends on your relationship makeup because you know some in some cases you know the, the couple's privilege might be a problem but in others there are some people who would rather the couple to be you know all over each other and then only come to them whenever they need whatever. Cause I, I, we talked somewhat about this where they was like, yeah, you know, she doesn't need the full relationship. It's just that, you know, when it's time for sex or time for like certain things, she wants to be a part of it, but she doesn't need to be on the same level as, you know, the couple is. Mm-hmm. So it, it also depends on your relationship type. Let's say. Yeah, for sure. Depends on that. And uh, but yeah. And also, so I talked about veto power. So veto power is a thing that comes up a lot when you have um, couples 
who are exploited non-monogamy, right? Like, so one couple has the ability to override everything. So they can just be like, nope, I don't want you to date that person. Just put this talk to it immediately. Oh, yeah. So we talked about veto power. Uh-huh. And I was like, is there a veto? And he was like, no, there is no veto on the table. Really? And it's, 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 the wife also has no interest in meeting anyone that he's dating. They're not trying to, you know, do like a blended lives thing like that, right? Huh. I mean, I can kind of get that. The veto thing surprises um, me because even in just fully polyamorous relationships, usually you find at least like a little bit of a veto situation where it can just be like, you don't use it often, but you just have it there in case something is like a problem that comes up. So huh, it's weird that that's not yeah, something they discussed no, or no veto. They, well, no, they discussed it. They, they, discussed, just, they, they just, just don't do it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And I, I agree with no veto power. I think it's a conversation. Oh. I don't think you just get to decide and everything stops. So that's what veto is. Fair. You, fair. I decide and it's done. Hmm. So I think that the way that they have done this, where it's kind of like, if you can't handle this, if you are not okay with this, Let's talk about this. Let's figure out if we can make this work. Not that you feel this way, so we're done with it forever, sort of thing. I mean, yeah, I get it. I think in our situation, or at least in my situation, it's uh, if a veto comes up, there there would be a discussion as to why there's a veto, but I would also just take into consideration the feelings. But I, I like the conversation version of that, where it's just like, there's no outright no or veto, but you, the conversation is still there to be had, which is always important <laughs> always communicate 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 oh, communicate 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 and then um of course talk, i talked about triggers with him like okay it's like yeah sometimes but i think this is very common in any relationship sometimes you don't know a trigger is there until you run into it like yeah. sometimes people have deep-seated stuff that you just don't even know about and then something happens and you're running right up against that trigger wall and you're like shit did not realize this was a problem. Yeah. Now I have to fight you. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's only looking at it. But yeah, that is a kind of a thing about, you know, unfortunate thing about triggers, just that the only way to really find out is to, for it to be triggered. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, of course, we try not to trigger people. That's the thing. Yeah. If someone has already told you what their triggers are, and you can, you adapt around those. But if someone doesn't know something's a trigger right off the top of their head, and then you run into it, then... Yeah, y'all got to talk about that, yeah. plan around that. But like I said, it was, just, it was an interesting conversation, and he was just kind of, like, pretty open about the basics of it. Sounds like so, if only he wasn't so shady. Yeah. If only he was not so shady, right? I could play a clip for you guys, but it's okay. I am I'm also, like, kind of low-key pleased it was not recorded. It was just, like, a casual conversation with someone, and they didn't feel the need to, like, pressure or, like, put on a performance or anything. I think sometimes when people better than being recorded for stuff, it kind of turns into this big, like, okay, how do I present myself in the best possible way? How do I say things to sound, like, smarter or cooler or whatever? And yeah, like, So I'm glad it was just, like, a chill thing. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Even though we try to keep it as, you know, light and uh, comfortable as possible, it, it there's still going to be some level of, you know, trying to put, up, put on a face. Whereas with your conversation, it was just him being himself. And you just picked out the pieces you wanted. Yep, yep, yep. So big up to Shady B, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Yellow panting. Under a tree somewhere. Um, <laughs> under a tree somewhere, being shady. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, so those are the conversations I had with people. We talked a little bit about those conversations. So, Sham, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, yes. what do you think? 
what do I think about the conversation? Mixed, or, or the, yeah, or the mixed orientation general. relationships. Yeah. Um. At first, I wasn't really sure because you know I I generally feel it's it's risky to mix these types of relationships, but having you know heard those perspectives, I I can kind of see them working just depending on the personality types. So um, I think it was, uh, what's the second person? Lala. Uh, Lala the... was first. It was um, Adam and Maya. Yeah. Ah, yes, them. So I like that makeup um, type where it's just, you know, the introvert and the extrovert where the orientations match the personalities. So where it makes sense that the, the introvert doesn't even want to go out and meet anyone and date anyone else and, you know, is at home or reading a book or whatever, whereas extrovert is out meeting people and so on. So in that case, it makes sense. So it's, you know, so I guess from a a place where everyone is more established in what they are in the relationship, I can see it working. Whereas the first situation where it was someone who was, who I guess had no prior experience as far as we know in this kind of relationship, just kind of yeah, trying to make it work and then failing miserably. So I can, so it's, it's hard to say cause I don't, I still can't think of the best way to go about it. I guess probably not with a new person, but then you're going to meet new people. It's tricky, but listening to what we heard today, it can definitely work in the right situation. So I'm definitely for it if that's your personality and if that's how you, you know, see yourself. And as, as you mm-hmm. always say, communicate, communicate, communicate. Once you do that, you, well, I can't say mm-hmm. nothing can go wrong because we see even that it can go wrong, but you know, that's still the most yeah. important thing. No, I feel you. I feel you. Um, let's see. On my end, I would say that I have, Thoughts, like you said, if it's the kind of person that you are, what you're looking for, and also if you divested from the idea of what you've been told monogamy is supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. One person forever and ever who has to be your every single thing. That's not how that works. Like, no one can be everything for anyone. So, you know, if you need spiritual guidance, you'll still go to your pastor, right? Like you're not going to go to your partner and be like, be my spiritual guy, yeah. be my best friend, be my dad, be my mom, be my, be my boss. Like, no, there's still a need for separation of things. And so I, once you've divested from that idea that one person has to be everything for you, mm-hmm. I think it's easier to kind of approach these sorts of relationships. I currently have not, but recently have had a successful mixed orientation relationship, right? Um, part of that's also because I'm not really dating yeah. monogamous people. Mm-hmm. N- not just not because there's you know no one I'm sure dating, just because it's just how it's turning out. Um, but in the same breath, it's like it's possible. It's definitely possible. It's possible. But you're you're, you're open to the idea. Is it, I'm open to the idea of someone, one of my partners, being monogamous. I'm not sure what that's going to look like in terms of like how we're going to navigate all that stuff. Because like I said, I'm single like a Pringle. So, you know, but huh. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For me. Cause I'm thinking about it from being, yeah. you know, coupled. It'd be kind of weird to be dating another person who they themselves is monogamous with me, but I also have my wife and I feel like 
part of the problem is going to be, you know, like time management and all that. It's like, oh, if I'm the only person in your life, you're probably going to want me more than, say, someone who is dating other people where they can understand that, oh, you know, you have a wife, so go do your thing. I'll go do my thing over here where if it's someone who only has me for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, but I'm, I'm open to the idea, but I, I feel like it might be tricky in my current situation. Oh, yeah. Definitely a little bit tricky. Um, so I guess we're just going to have to kind of wait and see how this plays out in our real lives, huh? Yep. Maybe that'll be the update Great someday. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Great conversation, though. Is there anything else that's happened that you want to share, Shan? It's a sharing time now. Um, hmm. no, nothing I can think of. Mm, nothing you can think or of. Yeah. <laughs> for the best. Any, anything big change in your life you want to want to share? With <clears throat> um, no. I don't know. I'm trapped in the house. Not, not trapped in the house, but like people that I'm talking to do not live anywhere near me. Yeah. And it's awkward. Like I had a conversation with someone earlier about, you know, how long is too long without meeting in person. And I was kind of like, you know, actually it's not that big of a deal to me in terms of like connecting physically mm-hmm. super soon. I'm okay. Like getting to know someone a bit more from a distance first. And we talked a bit about safeguards also due to COVID. Like, how do you do that? Do oh, yeah. you, you plan a time to see people. Okay, great. I'm going to figure out the safest way to get to you or you're going to figure out the safest way to get to me. Do we get tested first and make sure our test results are good Like, and isolate in that time period after you get tested? Like, you know, all these things and how, how to navigate that. And right now, I am okay where I am at with the people I am good with in terms of, like, how we're moving forward or just moving in general. Um, and I'm not at that place where I'm going to meet up with anyone new in person. Should I meet up with my own fucking friends in person? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's going to it's like, they have to earn that. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I am optimistic that um, one day we'll be able to get tested and get results back fairly quickly and be able to move accordingly. Yeah. And hopefully that they can stop shoving Q-tips up people's nostrils into their brains. Yeah, there, there, there must be a better way. <laughs> Gotta be. There has to be. There has to be. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all that I can think of for today. All right. Yeah. Well, that's... hope you all enjoyed us. You know? Well, yeah. Are we, are we back on form? I don't know. Working <laughs> I don't know. First episode back. Yeah, check out the kinks. Um, you can tell us if you think we're back on form. On Twitter at Monogamish Pod. Oh, look at that wonderful segue! Yes, you can see at Instagram at Monogamish Pod. Can't forget um, uh, MonogamishPod.com. We still got that. Yep, yeah. MonogamishPod.com. Yeah. We still have that. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to throw this out of here. I got an email today. Well, we got an email today from someone oh. who you know contacted us through the website. They're like, "Hey, we love your podcast. Keep doing what you're doing." I felt with the warm and fuzzies. So, Aww. thank you, random person, for emailing us thank you, to let us know you love us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate love. So, send us more we love. We appreciate the love. Send us more we love. Of course, we, can, we, we do. And we check out the episodes, of course, on Spotify, yes. Google, mm-hmm. Anchor, SoundCloud. Um, wait, 
Do we have Pop Star Cloud yet? Shit, I don't know. Well, maybe on SoundCloud. Yeah, it should be on <laughs> iTunes. I have, I have a podcast where you rate, review, and subscribe. It's all there. Yep. Doing the thing podcasts, there. Podcasts, all the podcasts. Mm-hmm. If we're not somewhere, yeah. let us know and we'll yeah. try to get there. We will get there. Just let us know. Um, but yeah. And once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Alt Playground. Head on over to altplayground.net to have your own sexy adventure today. I think next week we have an episode. Well, we have an interview popping up next week um, that we recorded like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it's finally time to release it. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so we will do that on the next episode. But until then, I'm Jen. Yep, I'm Sham. And? And? We're, we're monogamish. Nope, that was fucked up. That was fucked up. That was okay. too rusty. Too rusty. Alright, XOXO. Bye guys.